You're listening to the Jerry and Jacoby podcast, Success Without Sacrifice, a podcast by two entrepreneurs at different stages of life, sharing real life experiences, managing a successful business and family life. It's honest talk about lessons learned, balancing family, faith, business, and personal growth on the journey of making our dreams a reality. Now, here are your hosts, Jerry and Jacoby. Hey everyone, I want to welcome you to the Jerry and Jacoby podcast, Success Without Sacrifice. I'm Jacoby with my good friend and co-host Jerry, and every episode we'll be bringing you honest conversations about what really matters and how to create success without sacrificing the things you love the most. And on this week's episode, we're going to be talking about when things don't go as planned. And I'm excited because, you know, as you know, the last couple of episodes, I was solo on my own without my sidekick and co-host Jerry, who was out for a little bit, but now he is back. And so now we can get back to the regularly scheduled program. Let's get after it. I am, uh, I'm beyond thrilled because it's been a minute since I've uh, been on the podcast. And I was like, even scrambling around looking for the cord to get my mic plugged in. Like everything was just different. And so I'm, I'm glad to be back. Awesome. So uh, you feeling good and all that now? I am feeling good. A lot better. Uh, still have some, some lingering side effects that we're working on, but as a lot of people know, but I uh, ended up with COVID and it's uh, my story is a little bit different than I think how most people go through it because I actually tested positive for COVID like at the end of January. I think it was like January, you know, like 25th, 26th. All right. Well, actually I was sick, tested January 25th, 26th and tested negative. I had a sore throat, a cough, um, never had a fever or anything like that. And then the next week I uh, went back in and they wanted to retest me, tested on February 3rd and tested positive for COVID. By that time, I had already maintained the uh, the dirt, the 10 days that the CDC calls out. Uh, you, know, you have to quarantine for 10 days from your from your from your first symptom. And so I was already done with my quarantine period by the time I tested positive, but still wasn't feeling great. But it was just a cough, and basically the whole month of February I had a cough. And so a couple of the weeks that you and I talked about recording. Uh, we couldn't record because because of my cough. Uh, so I didn't really feel sick. I was working, everything was going good, but I just couldn't shake that cough, and it was uh, bad enough where I couldn't couldn't even record. That led into what my also uh, big news uh, outside of that on February 28th. My son Keegan down in Nashville got married, so went down to the wedding. Everything, I mean, it was just a beautiful weekend. It was awesome. Had a great time. It was interesting because there's like a two-day period that my cough was gone. Got back from that and about a week later started feeling bad. Not good. And about a week after that, I could not get off the couch. I had no energy, was wiped out, had this cough. Luckily for me, didn't have any respiratory issues. Like my O2 levels were always good. But this, I mean, the cough was terrible and I mean, I couldn't get off the couch. I mean, I was exhausted, it, but couldn't sleep. So that was a weird thing. Uh, some people talk about losing their, they, they, can't, they can't taste or smell. For me, 
I just got like a real weird taste. Uh, I could still taste, but it was all messed up. And here we are. Uh, just got off of a 10 day vacation to Florida, which a couple of weeks ago, I was probably, I was about 80% sure we weren't going on that trip, but we were able to go and started feeling better and been doing good. Awesome, man. So, um, well, not awesome, but yeah, <laughs> interesting. Yep. Uh, you know, you had that kind of lingering effects for like almost a whole month there, you know? Yeah. So, so what they're saying, there's a small percentage that it, some people are calling it the post COVID syndrome and, and some people call it, refer to it as I'm a long hauler, which means uh, they said I could test positive for four five, six months. Uh, the one thing I realized out of two ER visits and talking to the doctor is they don't know. They, they don't have a clue. They're basically reacting and treating symptoms and there's no explanation of all the various ways it affects people. Yeah, that is the crazy thing. You don't know, you start looking at other folks and you try to gather some data and figure out what to do and all that, but uh, you just don't know, which is, which I think is a great segue into our topic, right? Yes. It's talking about when things don't go as planned. So even in that situation, there was protocol for COVID or whatever else, but your situation did not go like the normal situation. So it didn't go as planned. And so that's why I think this episode is going to be really good to talk about, especially for everyone that's listening and also for myself, because I just think personally, my own personal opinion and how I walk through life is things never go as planned. Right. And so I think it's good for us to, to uh, have a plan to like map everything out. But most of the time I come to find out that things don't happen exactly how I think they're going to end up. So the end result might end up being the, you know, what you wanted it to be, but the route to get there definitely will take a turn from what you probably expected it to be. Yeah. And you guys, you actually, on the episode where you interviewed Matt new, I just listened to that this week. And uh, he kind of jumps into that a little bit and talking about it. It's not a, the destination you need to worry about. It's the journey. And uh, if you listen to his story and I, I'd suggest it was a great episode, by the way, I would suggest heading back and checking out that episode where you interviewed Matt new, which is a good friend of Jacoby's. And he was, uh, he appeared on the show, the voice uh, got three chair, uh, three, what do they call that? A three chair turn. And so I would check that out, but he talks about that. And if you hear his story, it definitely, from the time he was 18 on, didn't not necessarily go as planned, but he's loving it. And a lot of that has to do with the, the mindset that he has now. Definitely. And so I think that's kind of the key point is like we always plan. Well, most, most people plan. I always plan. I've got an idea of how I want things to go. And for the most part, it um, is always positive, you know, and it's really interesting. I just was having a conversation with a, a friend today, this morning, we have a group we meet uh, in the mornings at like 630 on Wednesdays. And he and his wife started this dog grooming company. <clears throat> and just recently last week, someone rear ended one of their vans that they have for dog grooming. So they've got two vans and one of them got rear ended. And I, and this topic came up and I was just talking to him. I said, man, it's just crazy. That's exactly what we're going to be talking about on my podcast today. And I was like, did you ever plan for someone to rear end your grooming van and, uh, throw, you know, throw it basically 
your whole your whole life essentially into a frenzy you know they had some other things that came up that were not planned as well but that you know the lady didn't even see their car she ran into it and now they're having to deal with you know insurance and all of those things and you know it's like he, he never thought that that situation was going to come up, you know? And so this happens in everyday life. Yeah. And that's, that's where I want this conversation to go to is the everyday life stuff. I mean, obviously nothing over the last 14, 15 months has gone plan as planned for anyone with the craziness all around us. But I want to talk about the more like day-to-day stuff, the things that we deal with, um, you know, inside of our lives. And that's the direction I want to go with it. I don't really want to, to look at that big picture that kind of everyone's talking about right now. Yeah. So give us some details on the day to day. What's, uh, where are you thinking on that one? Well, when we were, when I was breaking this down and looking at the notes, like I was writing out some things where, what are some things on the day to day that don't go as planned all the time. And for obviously the sickness, um, you know, not feeling well, I did not plan on, basically being ineffective, uh, in my job for like 10 weeks, uh, that wasn't in the cards. Like I, I hit the, you know, January, we, we started so strong and some of the episodes we did back then, like I was talking about my daily routine and how I was going to, you know, kick that in the butt and we were going to move forward and I was going to change some of those kind of habits. And uh, I was really going strong with that. And then you throw some of this stuff in there, you know, you throw getting sick in there and then all that's out of the window. All of a sudden, that's not the priority. But then when that goes out the window, that means there's some things in your life that aren't getting done. And so for 10, 12 weeks, I've been reacting to my job instead of being proactive with it, uh, which halts the growth, you know, the growth cycle that I'm in. Uh, so that really changes it. So sickness is one of them. I did put COVID because obviously there's a ton of things there. Um, I was trying to think of uh, like some things for you, like I'm sure injury at some point has thrown a wrench into your life, uh, whether it be football or jiu-jitsu. I think last year, Cooper, uh, who's 14, so obviously he was in 13U last year, uh, pulled his hamstring, or no, his quad, sorry. And that affected like, uh, you know, three weeks um, where he was limited in what he could do. And at you know, when you're trying to squeeze a baseball season in, a quad injury can eat up quite a bit of that. And so uh, he didn't expect that to happen. So stuff like that. The other one you and I joked about uh, before the recording and is weather, like weather effects, you know, like things like uh, Keegan could have potentially affected Keegan's wedding. Um, and I'll talk a little bit about that. And kind of that's where that one came about. It affects like baseball games and schedules and things like, you know, planning on having people over for a barbecue, just stuff, you know, so weather is something that I hear a lot of people talk about. And so I just figured I'd throw that one in there. So stuff like that. Nice. So what are the, uh, so how do we deal with these things day to day or what are we doing? What are you doing right now to get back on track? I guess you could say with your routine and all that stuff or what uh, kind of were your thoughts as you were going through kind of what happened last month? Yeah. You know, the one thing is what, what's your mindset like going through it? I think you have to break it down. And if, you know, if you're looking at it strictly from the negative, then you typically are going to stay in that negative space, but you're really trying to, you know, try to have the mindset to look at things from the positive. I think probably my kids get sick of hearing me say, uh, it is what it is. 
Like when something comes up, oh, it might rain. Well, if it rains, it rains. That's it is what it is. You have no control over that. So what do we have control over? What can we do? Um, but I think when you're going through the situation that has you disrupted is having the right mindset. And that is not always the easiest. Um, like when I was sick, there was a good stretch that I wouldn't say that I was in a, like, I wasn't like in a dark space or a negative space, but it was hard for me to even put any energy into staying positive uh, when I felt you know, like garbage. And so at that point, it's just, you're just dealing with, I was just dealing with what was in front of me. Wasn't thinking behind it or in front of it. And, but I do think that mindset is a huge part going into uh, something that's going to disrupt or change your plans. Definitely. The thing I think of is, you know, whenever something happens, I just, cause yeah, you always want to be, I think you want to be positive for sure. Right. And it's just, I haven't been sick in so long, so I'm having a hard time like drawing back on what are my thoughts whenever I get sick. But definitely for me, I'm I always go towards gratitude, right? It's I always think of man, whenever I get sick or something like that, I'm like, man, that really makes me uh grateful for um when I was healthy, you know. It's like, man, I hope I think I probably took that a little bit for granted how I was feeling. And so always gratitude for me, like in the mindset realm, because obviously mindset is 100 percent I think the most one of the most important parts about dealing with anything. And so always being grateful for where you're at right now, even in the sense when you're not um sick or whatever, I actually on my iPhone, I get like these featured photos that like, they're not memories, but it'll show like just random photos. And so one of the photos that came up actually just recently last week was when Andrea was in the hospital, she had uh, her appendix ruptured. And so, you know, just thinking about that time, I was like, man, like what was that four years ago now? I think that was 27. Yeah. 2018, 2017. One of those two. That was Actually, right was, on the front end of when we were starting to, uh, you know, become friends. Yeah. Yeah. And it was four, it was four years ago because it was right after Chloe was born and she, so she's four. So yeah. So yeah, it was four years ago, but, um, just thinking about that, like that was not planned at all. Uh, she had to go into the hospital. I had to be in the hospital with her. So, you know, both of us were down and then what we're going to do with our kids and, and all that stuff. And for me, it's also coming to grips with what the situation is. So for myself, sometimes I put, I'm in denial about kind of what's happening and what's going on. And then, so I try to get, get a grip on the reality of whatever the situation is as quickly as possible. So then I can start to think of either one, how to come up with a solution when you're sick, obviously there's no solution. You're just kind of waiting, waiting it out. So when I'm now that I'm thinking about it, when I'm sick, what I'm thinking usually is what is the good that comes out of this situation? Like, why am I in this situation? And I think there's good in every situation that we're in. So I automatically start getting in that frame of mind, like, what is the good that comes out of this situation? So you, you spoke of like injuries or whatever else, like maybe I needed, you know, maybe this was a time for me to sit down, slow down, and start mentally repping things out, you know, 
start mentally thinking about things. Maybe that's why I needed this time. Maybe that's why I needed this time to slow down. But what is that reason? Why did this happen? And what can I be doing to to get better from this situation? Yeah, for sure. And I think even to, in this, the fact that I'm waiting to bring this up after we talked about some other things that I do, it really puts a magnifying glass on my life. And Cooper's been calling me out on this lately. And it's this uh, spending time in prayer. I always, you know, I jokingly say I have the 72 hour rule. Like when something happens in my life, uh, I try to handle it for 72 hours before I pray, but that that's not intentional. It's just like, that doesn't come to my mind. Like, Oh, I need to go to God with this. I need to spend some time in prayer on it where Cooper is like, Hey, did you pray about that? And so I found myself probably had a cough for four or five weeks and hadn't even really considered praying about it. Cause it's just a cough and I got to figure it out where I should have been spending some time in prayer on that. And so where when we were on when we were in Florida, we were in New Smyrna Beach, which is just south of Daytona last week, uh, on this point of prayer. On one of the side effects of COVID is they call it COVID brain. And like I joked about it, like I just saw you smirk there. And uh it's legit though. Like I um forget things. It is the weirdest, like walk into a room. What am I here for? Um, what was I working on? didn't I just, I just talked to somebody about what the, what did they say? Like, it's really, really weird uh, that there's this brain fog. But one of the things that I had done in Florida, and this is totally out of character for me is so mind you, we flew to Florida, get to Florida, hanging out there a couple of days. I lost my wallet, all of our credit cards. Like I didn't have any cash in my wallet, but all of our cards, my ID, which I'm going to need in like six days. Cause I have to fly. Like, so I'm trying to figure out what is flying without your ID look like? Uh, what do you have to do? And there's a whole protocol for that. But um, so then I'm trying to track down in my head, like, where could my wallet be? And <clears throat> I had narrowed it finally after talking through a couple of things with Holly. She said, well, when we were heading to the outlet mall, you had it, you pulled out your credit card because you looked at it. And then when we, by the time we got to the first door, you didn't have it. But I hadn't, usually in my head, I would be able to put that together pretty quickly, but it took like kind of breaking down the whole conversation. Ended up, luckily, I called, uh, the next day I called the outlet mall and somebody had turned it in to the lost and found. And so, woo, I didn't have to, I didn't have to go through TSA scrutiny to fly. We found the wallet, but so it's just stuff like that. So that's one of the side effects. But in that, like uh, Cooper and I were, I was kind of stressing out about the wallet a little bit where like I was trying to really have the attitude. Well, it doesn't matter if I stress about it. That is, you know, it is what it is. And so Cooper and I jumped in the car and I'm like, yeah, my, he goes, what's wrong? I'm like, Oh, I'm just thinking about my wallet. He goes, well, have you prayed about it? I'm like, man, 14 year old, (laughs) tell me what to do. But he was correct. I mean, 100%. The first thing he thinks of is, you got to pray about it. And so just to back up, like, and I think the prayer really puts you helps to really put me in the mindset I need to be in when I'm spending that time, knowing that really I'm not in control of it. And so when we talk about what do you do, there's a ton of things that I do, but really prayer should be on the front end, even though for me, it's not always on the front end of those situations. 
And I like it is what it is, right? So you say it is what it is. That statement is like so simple, but yet it's so profound. It's like you're looking at something and you're, we always, I'm always baffled by how I can create all these stories for something that's going on or something that's happening. And so, you know, any, any situation you put yourself in, you start to conjure up all the things that could happen that could be going on. And you always have a choice. It can either be positive or it can be negative. Either way, you're going to create a story. And, but that story has nothing to do with what is actually going on. And so that's one of the things I, I really learned, you know, when, or really helped me out whenever I, I always go back to my time with Tony Robbins. And so he always says, start with exactly what's there. Like, what is your situation? Don't over-exaggerate it. Don't under-exaggerate it. Just say exactly what it is. And then once you find out what it is, then you can actually respond. And so he kind of uses like the analogy of like weeds in a garden or whatever. He's like, you can sit here and say, there are no weeds. There are no weeds. There are no weeds, but there, there are weeds there. So just say, you know, there are weeds and then we're going to pull them out. That's what we're going to do. And weeds are going to grow no matter what. And so, yeah, so I, I really like that analogy. Yeah. I like the idea of like really looking at your situation and just being honest with it. Because one of the things with being sick, probably one of the most profound things any of the doctors told me. And uh, so for me, I was seeing my, my doctor and then uh, I had two ER visits in, in the middle of it. And at one of the ER visits, you know, I was talking with one of the ER doctors and she was, I mean, she was just, she was doing as she was great. I, she was doing a, a good job with what she could do. And she said, you know, sitting there and we've had this conversation about my weight being up and down and, um, you know, I'm on a good trajectory down right now. So really working on some things, uh, and have been, um, but she said the one thing she goes, we don't know a lot about COVID, but the one thing that I do know, because I see this every day is that we are not seeing healthy people in the ER. We are seeing people that have other outlining issues. And uh, she actually put her hand on my belly when she said it. <laughs> so, mm. And she's like, you know, and she's, you know, she put her hand on my gut and she was like, that is not helping you here. Um, she goes, if you are healthy, you would be handling this so much better. And so that was like the, you know, when you look at like the positive that comes out of these situations, I think that's one of them in that, you know, really has helped me focus to, not just do the good job that I'm doing, but to do a better job. Uh, the other thing that came out of it was uh, one of the side effects is high blood pressure. And so I'm on that. So it turns out I'm on that borderline, like a, on the upper end of normal, but then I kind of slip into high blood pressure. And so now I'm getting to address that. And, um, and then some things that I'm paying attention to are also like my resting heart rate. So these are all things that I really wasn't paying attention to that I'm paying attention to now. And also uh, the one defense that everyone seems to agree on and including, uh, uh coach Tim Adams, uh, who a lot of us know is basically I need to be overdosing on vitamin C, vitamin D and zinc. We are extremely uh, deficient, especially in D. And so I've been doing like vitamin B shots, uh, taking vitamin C, like 
it's like five times the recommended dosage is what Tim's got me taking, uh, doubling up on the vitamin D, doing some vitamin drips. So some things that, that are coming out of it is that going into being sick, I wasn't healthy. And that's why I couldn't respond to COVID as well as a lot of other people is because my body, my body wasn't in a position to fight it. It's really good. And the thing I like to think about is like, what are those tenants? What are the tenants there that you're talking about um, that we can carry over into other aspects of our life as well? You know what I mean? And so luckily, you know, we're not giving anybody any medical advice here, you know, no. so you, you go and get, you go talk to your doctor. Yeah. We obviously are not doctors and actually <laughs> probably don't even know what we're talking about. So uh, I'm telling you what about, some other people told me. <laughs> exactly. You're just saying what you yep. do and yep. I'm going to explain what I do and what our family does. Right. And then, you know, I just want to make sure we put that out there for folks, but yeah, the vitamin C, vitamin D, vitamin A, those things are like all, all good, you know, and, and really what I see those as, or as I look at it, that kind of helps your body be able to adapt to these different things that are coming in, right? So different viruses, how do they attack the, like a virus comes into your body? How does it like attack it? And what does it do with it while it's in there? And so that's really what I see. And part of the reason why, that's one reason why I stay healthy. Like I work out and do all this stuff so much is I've got a conviction that I got like a long, long time ago uh, about my health and, and life and living and that sort of thing, which is partly the reason why I work out so much and, and do the things that I do. I don't like doing them, but I have attached that to my family and my kids, you know? And so for me, it's a, it's a strong conviction that I don't really have to fight anymore. Uh, but I think it's a, it's a way to be like adaptable. And I think adaptability is one of the most important traits that we can have whenever it comes to things coming up that are not planned, right? And one of the other things I think is really good as well is also just exposing ourselves to a lot of different things. And when I say that, one of the things, one of the scenarios that I thought about when we were going to talk about things not going the way that that they um, as planned is I learned this like in football I played offense. So whenever you play uh, football every week, you game plan for whatever team you're going to be facing. Right. So if we're in air force, if we were going to be playing army, like we would, we would game plan for army every uh, that week. We would just go over and over and over. What defenses are they going to run? What people are going to be in? Who are you going to face? You know, but the day on game day, it's almost guaranteed. They will not line up how we plan for them to line up. And so let's say you were planning for a four, three and even front. And now when you come out first play of the game, because you you're trying to surprise the, your opponent, they come out in a three, four and an odd front, but you know how to play all those different defenses because you've faced them in the past. Right. And so that's why I say like exposing yourself to different things and, and that sort of thing I think is, is really good as well. But um, that way you can depend on kind of what has happened in the past to help you get to, you know, somewhere where you need to go in the future. But that those are that's just one thing that always pops up to me is just, you know, every time we like practice. And I didn't really think about this until later, but I'd be like, man, coach, the guy is not where he's supposed to be at. And my coach would always be like, I don't care. And I'd be like, what do you mean you don't care? I'm like, we pra- you told me the guy was going to be here. 
in the first play of the game, the guy's not even lined up. I don't even know who to look for, you know? So <laughs> it's just like crazy. <laughs> It'd be like, coach, they were in a three, four. He's like, I don't care. And I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> well, you still have to move forward. So that's, that's exactly right. Hike. And in football, like in football or anything, like, especially sports. So in the sports arena, like you don't have time to like plan it out. It's like, okay, we break the huddle. We come to the line. They're in a different defense. The quarterback says down set hut. Let's go. Like there's no time to like wait or see what happens. Sometimes you can maybe call a timeout and regroup, but usually if it's the first play of the game, you don't call timeout. You just go, you know, for sure. Never, uh, never works out. One of the other things that I wanted to uh, to bring up, and just because I was, I was just impressed with it, we went down to Nashville for my son's wedding. And if you want to check out uh, any of the pictures, they had just a, a beautiful wedding. I don't even know if you've seen any. Of them. I, I actually sent you some of the pictures, so I know you saw some stuff. They got married basically on the side of a mountain. And they did a nice lookout uh, in Falls Creek or... Yeah, I think it was Falls Creek in uh, outside of Nashville by about an hour and 45 minutes. It was a gorgeous lookout. Uh, And then after the wedding, they did some pictures uh, with a waterfall in the background. And then they actually hiked, uh, the wedding party hiked to the bottom of the waterfall and got some phenomenal photos there. You can check them out on my Facebook. Uh, if you're interested in that at all, there were some just, it was, it was just, it was gorgeous. And but one of the things leading up to that week is, and this is where that weather conversation came in, is everyone was looking at the weather for the weekend because, you know, you plan an outdoor wedding that you're you're hoping that it doesn't rain, and it literally it called for rain Friday, Saturday, Sunday, with, uh, and you don't see this very often. They were calling for 100% chance of rain on Sunday, and the wedding was on Sunday, and. All, you know, for the, the time leading up, like all the rehearsal stuff, uh, Emily, which is uh, my daughter-in-law now, and Keegan, they just were not worried about it. Emily put a backup plan in place. Uh, they were going to, if it was raining out, they were going to do the ceremony in the Airbnb cabin that we had, uh, which was also beautiful, but not what she wanted. But she was just, they did not worry about it at all. And I've just been around some people that, in life, they worry about that stuff. It's supposed to rain. It better not rain. I hope it doesn't rain. Um, but just to watch them enjoy the week at uh, 21 and 23 years old, and just that was the least of their concern. It was just going to be, it was what it was, and it wasn't matter. And they were going to enjoy their week. And it was just, I was proud just to be able to stand back and watch them walk through the unknown that week. And, uh, and that's what I think it is. I think people really get, and we've talked about this before. They really are afraid of the unknown. Uh, there's a lot of fear wrapped around not knowing what, uh, something's going to look like in the future. And just to watch them understand that that week and weekend was not about where they got married, but about them getting married. And, uh, I was super proud to, to be able to stand back and watch that. It kind of that kind of pulls into the point of the, when you say that the thing I think about is obviously being adaptable, right? So adapting to whatever comes up. But then the other thing that I didn't even think about when you share that story, though, is that just keeping what's important important, right? So when things don't go as planned, 
the thing is, is like, what are you going to be worried about? And what's the most important thing that really, really matters in that, in that sense. And so if you can concentrate on what matters the most, you know, and, and not worry about, obviously you, you don't want to worry about things that are out of your control. Cause that's, that's a whole nother conversation, but to know what's important and to concentrate on that is what's you're going to hold on to, you know, mostly. And I think that situation is probably one of the best to talk about because in a wedding, everything is like so emotional, right? And so whenever we're, whenever there's a wedding or something like that, our emotions drive a lot of our decisions and what we do. And what time are people more emotional than at a wedding, you know? And so that's really good to, you know, as you tell that story, it makes me think back on my wedding and there were so many things that uh, did not go as planned, but uh, Andrea, just cause I mean, she's like, she's awesome. Uh, she also didn't let those things kind of like bother her as well, you know? And so I just think back on things that she had planned that she wanted to go a certain way that, you know, didn't end up going a certain way, but still remembering it. Because when we look back on it, we don't even really, I think about them because I know what, how things were supposed to go. So I know like, wasn't the way it was supposed to be, but anybody that was there, they never talk about those things. Right. And so keeping what's important, I think important is really, really good. So I like that story. Well, and then to wrap that story up. So did it rain or didn't it rain? And well, obviously it didn't rain cause we were on the mountain, but we woke up Sunday and the first thing I did is stood up and I popped the shade open and I saw the sun I'm like, what? This is crazy. And literally, and, and it, it was overcast in the, I mean, and it drizzled a little bit. But we got through the wedding, we got over to where we did all the photos, the family photos, and literally the photographer was taking the last set of group photos and it started to sprinkle. Uh, and then it rained that day, but it, the clouds split for their wedding and it was an awesome day. So didn't worry about it. And then it ended up perfect. Exactly awesome. how she wanted it. Yeah, that's absolutely awesome. So we got... We've talked about sickness and weather and injury, and uh, they're all the same. Um, it, it's all in mindset and how you react to it. But then the one thing that I wanted to bring into this uh, conversation today was, so now what does that look like? Because we, you know, at the beginning, I talked about how it really messed up my plans for the year, like my daily routine and what that looks like. One of the things things. And so for my daily routine, we talked about this before was getting up at six, wanted to do like a 20 minute walk and take Cooper to school, do devotions and then hit my daily planner. That's kind of my morning. And so that is not back in track. Uh, still on the energy level, still struggling a little bit in the mornings uh, to get moving. Some of the side effects I have, I'm a little bit lightheaded. Crazy one for me is uh, in the week of the worst week of it, I developed a ringing in my left ear, which I still have. Um, so if I'm laying there in bed quiet, I can just hear this in my ear and still like the fatigue level, uh, at the end of a hard end of a longer, like harder day where I'm pretty active, you know, I feel it, um, pretty tired. And so they say that the, one of the things that people are doing, incorrectly is they're getting back into too much activity too soon. So I'm trying to balance that. 
Um, but still, so getting up at six, taking Cooper to school, uh, trying to get in more steps during the day. Um, cause they say that helps, uh, with the, like the lungs and kind of getting back in shape. And so, and I've, uh, brought the daily planner back in, um, this week. And so we're getting back on track. Uh, we're going to keep, keep moving forward with that, but it's a matter of just having clarity of what you want it to look like and working towards that. And that's going to be, that's how I'm choosing to go about getting back to where I wanted to be. All great points. The one thing that I also think thought about during this thing is um, I I like, you know, I I read the 10 X rule by Grant Cardone, like a few years ago, but I think there's one tenant in there that I, I really, that stuck with me as I read through that book uh, that I think like pertains to this situation. And it's like, you always, you should always uh, plan on doing more whenever you're doing something, because, you know, whenever we plan to do something, we don't really take into account how much effort it's going to take to actually get something done. And so with that, which I think comes down to this concept of like, when things don't go as planned or things usually don't go as, as we see them uh, planning to go is like, I'll use the example of like remodeling a house or something like that. There's always, it's like the Murphy factor, right? Something always comes up that you don't expect or something like that. And so what I always try to do is I try to like add some extra emphasis or add some extra energy into whatever I'm doing. So like if I have a plan for, you know, if I'm planning to do something and the goal is 10, then I like try to do enough effort to get to 11 because I know if I only do 10, then something usually is going to happen. That's where I'm going to usually, it's going to drop me down to a nine, if that makes sense. And so like one of the tenants that I think about when things going wrong is yeah, even in the sense of like, whenever Andrea's appendix ruptured, like that was when I first decided to go full-time in real estate, but I had taken um, the 100 day challenge with Kevin Ward. And because of everything that I had done, like before she actually got sick, actually helped like propel us through that time uh, where she was sick, where I couldn't spend as much time like prospecting and doing other stuff to build my business and all that. So that's like one other tenant, like that I think is important. Like as I've reflected on when things don't go as planned or as you plan them is like, I like to be planting seeds before things happen to try to, you know, know what's going to go on. So that like the, the next big thing, like people are talking about, especially in our circles is like, the housing bubble or, or, or whatever, you know? And so it's like, like, you that's mean, gonna like when's the housing market going to crash? Yeah. When's the housing market going to crash? Like prices, not in Midland, Texas, but everywhere else in the United States, prices are like going up astronomically. There's like multiple offers on, on houses. They're selling <laughs> above list price. Like, what do we do? No option period, no inspection period, blah, blah, blah. And so that's kind of what I'm talking about. Like, what are you doing now? that is going to help you in that situation because it's like, when is the housing crisis going to come? Well, I'm pretty sure there's probably going to be something that happens because everything's cyclical. But if you're putting in that effort now, if you're doing things now that are above and beyond, then you're going to be in a better spot when that actually does happen because you don't know when that's going to happen. It's just going to hit us, you know? Ah, man, no, the experts are saying it's going to (laughs) happen. Well, they may, they've been saying that for five years. So I guess yeah. when it does happen, they can say, uh, see, I told you it was going to happen. 
Exactly. Because yeah. hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Yeah. And so they knew it was going to happen. I knew it was going to happen too. The problem is I don't know when it's going to happen. Yeah. That's the thing. But my point is, is like, we know, like, it's the journey, right? That's what we're talking about. It's the journey. It's not the destination, kind of like what we were talking about before. But how do we, you know, prep for those things when the unexpected happens? And I guess the other, go ahead. Well, and it goes along with like what we're talking about. It is what it is. Like anything, nothing in my life is going to affect when the housing market declines or increases. So all I have to do is figure out how do I sell houses and buy houses when those scenarios happen. So I need to continuously be working on my skill set to be able to make moves when those scenarios happen. So if if the retail business is booming, then I need to be good at retail. I need to be good at prospecting and finding clients and getting buyers. Well, right now for us, the real estate market is like, everybody's like, oh, the real estate market's so hot. The problem is there's not a volume of properties to sell. There's more agents than houses for sale in this country. And so to be able to do, you know, you know, eight, 10, 12 houses a month that my team needs to do, that's really difficult to do because there's not a volume there. So then what, what do I do? So I'm making some adjustments to market to off-market properties, I'm marketing to absentee owners again, I'm marketing to probates. And so I'm going away from the group to where I know real estate sells and because I have that skill set and because I've spent three, four, five years developing the skills to be able to do this in, in multiple ways. Yeah. And what did Wayne Gretzky say? He's like, the reason why I'm so good is because I don't skate to where the puck is. I skate to where the puck is going, right? Yeah, it's going to so, be, yep. And where the puck is going to be at. And yep. so sometimes you don't know where the puck's going to be at, I guess, essentially mm-hmm. in, in life. But I think the key is, is just changing your mindset, even on the sickness thing that we talked about, like, it's not a matter of if I get sick again, it's a matter of when I get sick. Right. And so I think that's kind of the mindset shift and the adaptability that we kind of have to have, you know, it's just like when something happens, be ready for it to happen and expect it. It's like something goes wrong. should be like, yep, it went wrong to put the phrase, how we put it. It is what it is. I knew something was going to go wrong. I didn't know what it was going to be. Here we are. And how adaptable are we to, you know, move forward in that? And I think that those are like the most important characteristics that you can have. Yeah. So we'll uh, kind of wrap this up. I could go on and on about it. And, but I uh, super thrilled to be back. I was last week when I started thinking about when we put it on the schedule that we we're going to record, I, you know, was like, oh, it's so exciting. I even taking Cooper to school this morning. I'm like, I get to record the podcast today kind of one of those being grateful for the thing that you missed. And so we're going to wrap it up. Uh, We'll go ahead and take a listen to our feature piece, Time to Invest, and find out some of the things we have going on in the investment world. Thanks for checking out this week's feature, Time to Invest. Did you know that half the transactions, as in half of the houses that are sold nationwide, are off-market? This stat totally surprised me. Like I couldn't believe it when I first started getting into investing and we were looking at uh, specifically at the time wholesaling uh, to find out that half the deals 
half the houses that are sold are done off market. That means they're not on the MLS. They're not sold with a realtor that they're happening in another way, whether it's a cash purchase, it's an in family transaction. It's they're selling to somebody they know, you know, there's a lot of reasons for it, but that includes like probate and estate transactions. And right now, probate and estate seem to be the best, the best market for available houses. And as a lot of you guys know, if you've heard us talk, the, the market is crazy right now. The, the inventory is so low. And so we are spending a lot of money and time targeting probate and estate transaction. So that means like when an estate's open or probate cases open in court, we're mailing them, giving them the options that they have. And the way we do it, and this is a little bit different than a lot of investors, but the way we do it, when we market, we give them, we let them know they have multiple options. A lot of cash investors just give them one option. We let them know uh, that there's multiple options and we want to help them and guide them to make the decision that's best for them. And so if you know anybody that is in a situation where they need to downsize or possibly uh, one of the owners has passed away and their hands are just full and some of these situations are crazy, uh, the house is, you know, packed full of stuff and they don't have the resources to, to take care of it. We'd love to talk to them. If you want to know any more information about looking into probate and estate uh, properties and hit us up, message me uh, through our Facebook group and we will get you the information we have. And I would love to have a conversation with you about it. But right now, probate and estates are a great, a great niche for wanting to get into investment properties. Hey, welcome back. And today was a great episode talking about how uh, we handle when things don't go as planned. Uh, we gave you a little insight into how we do it. Um, would love to hear from you if uh, you've got some suggestions on things that you do uh, to bounce back from when things don't go as planned. Today, we uh, referenced uh, Grant Cardone's book, The 10X. That is uh, an older book, but uh, I think it was a, it's a great book in that he really changed uh, the way uh, he was looking at things where a lot of times we talk about increasing sales by 10, 20, 30%. And he made the decision in his life that he was looking to 10X his life. And the one thing I'd like about that book is that he hadn't 10X his life at the time, but he tells the way he tells the story is that he wrote that book for himself. And so that uh, gave you a little insight on how he handled that. We also talked about adaptability and we didn't reference Inky Johnson uh, on this podcast, but we've referenced him in the past about his adaptability, especially when it came to injury and how that changed the entire trajectory of his life. And so I would suggest uh, hit him up on YouTube. He has got some great stuff. Uh, he was a football player. Uh, just drew a blank. Tennessee, correct? Yes, it was Tennessee. And if you want to connect with us, I suggest the best place to do that is the Success Without Sacrifice Facebook page. Uh, you can hit us up and anytime you can reach out to Jacoby and I, and we would love to engage a conversation with you. Um, go ahead and just send us a private message through that page or on our Facebook page if you ever had any questions or uh, just anything that you'd like to talk about. We are definitely an open book and love to help. Thanks for checking us out. And we look forward to uh, many episodes to come. I am super excited to be back. As always, uh, if you can, 
go ahead and if you like the podcast, go ahead and give us a great review with a five-star rating. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Jerry and Jacoby podcast. If you walked away with something of value, we hope you'll share it with a friend. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast so you get notification of all new episodes. 